And welcome to another episode of the Sartorio and Geek Podcast by Webster Style, where we talk about bow ties, comic books, and everything in between. I'm your host, Webster Style, the man, the voice, the fragrance. Coming back one more time, and of course, let's jump right in to the download. Now, this week's download is a game that Brian and I talked about earlier in the week on the NRW checkpoint, but it's on Game Pass, so I said I am definitely downloading it and playing it. And that game is none other than Midnight Fight Express. And it is currently out for PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC for the low, low price of $19.99. Now, this is an action game where you fight across the city in a brutal romp that mixes old school brawlers and fast paced motion capture combat. And it's a day one exclusive on Game Pass. So that's how I'm playing it. And let me tell you, I absolutely love it. It is very reminiscent, kind of like a Miami Hotline sort of thing. If you're familiar with that game, but it is a fun game thus far. I am played through the tutorial level and I'm into level one. I like the progression. I don't see so much of a skill tree happening yet, but it is a very fun game. And I love the difficulty. It's like normal extreme. And then there's a realistic and I don't even want to know what the realistic is like. If, if normal, normal is a good, a good difficulty in my opinion so far. I love the controls. They're fluid. It works very well. It is, it works the way you think it should. It, it's not too arcadey. It has some degrees of realism with the fighting, especially with the motion capture they did for the fighting, everything. It feels very real and organic um, as you're progressing through the levels. And of course, learning all this information as you are, quote unquote, a sleeper agent trying to regain your identity in this lawless city and saving civilians. It's you know, standard sort of sci-fi fighting game sort of tropes, but it's fun. So I definitely recommend Midnight Fight Express. Next up is the spotlight. And this week I am taking time out to shout out Blurred POV on Instagram, Twitter. I think it's Blurred POV 2.0 on Instagram, but more importantly, the website Blurred point of view this is an excellent website when it comes to not just news about sort of blurred topics but also very well written articles and thought pieces about these properties as well uh the creator walter johnson oftentimes uh alerts me to new information new articles that are posted on the website and i always enjoy taking time to read them to get that different point of view or the blurred point of view on sci-fi comics movies and so on and so forth so when you get a chance make sure you check out uh blurred point of view and that is strictly blurred point of view.com and it's going to be i think it's blurred pov on both twitter and instagram check them out I guarantee you're going to really enjoy their content. Let's get into these short takes. Now, there are a bunch of major motion pictures that are restrict that are going to be dropping on streaming in the relatively short future. With Disney, you're going to have Thor Love and the Thunder dropping on Disney Plus on the 8th of September. So I will definitely be there for that as I did not see Love and Thunder in the theater. And on September 2nd, you have Jurassic World Dominion 
dropping and it's not just the regular version there's also going to be a director's cut or something of that nature with i believe 15 plus more uh, minutes of footage added to the movie dropping on peacock now i'm assuming that's the premium peacock and not the free peacock but who knows let me tell you this though that 49 for peacock a month is actually worth it i don't watch it as much but just for wwe alone it's definitely worth worth it so everything else is a bonus uh so that's that speaking of peacock as well and this isn't something i had in my notes but halloween ends is also streaming day and date on peacock the same day it drops in the theaters while i was very surprised at that i'm here for that i will be watching it on the big tv alone in the dark when it comes out in october so that's a added short take sticking with streaming services i did not realize that there was a hellraiser reboot now i am a fan of the series particularly the first two movies i think the rest of the movies seriously lacked in quality uh toward uh, as they they progressed and personally speaking it's just it's something about that first movie the grittiness especially uh that end scene it's just so fascinating and also garrick is andrew robinson plays in that movie and if you're into star trek you know exactly who i'm talking about uh, so I always love that movie for that as well. Well, they're doing a reboot. And in this reboot, we now have a female pinhead. I'm assuming that the female character, the Xenobite, is going to be pinhead and not some different uh, Xenobite. And they just showed a teaser trailer of her and her face. And I mean, she looks good in the makeup. I'm very curious to see how it happens or what really happens in this series if it's a total retelling and a reimagining of the original story or is it something brand new so i'm i'm interested i wouldn't say i'm excited hellraiser is a property i like i love especially the first two movies but it's not a property if it never came back i think we got what we needed from the first two movies and i don't know if that well needs to be mined more and more because of the diminishing returns that we've received over the past couple decades when it comes to these hellraiser movies and properties so that's my take on that all right so months ago disney dropped a teaser trailer for their live action version of pinocchio and i was to say the least skeptical and unimpressed well they've dropped the full trailer for Pinocchio and I was all in my childhood feels watching this trip it was really amazing how it's cartoony but it's supposed to be Pinocchio looks like Pinocchio and the fluidity of the animation I look I feel like it looks like that this is a real wooden boy in a real world Pinocchio is the first Disney movie that I ever saw in a theater. It was re-released back in the 80s. So I remember vividly watching Pinocchio with my family. So for me, it always holds that special place in my heart because it was the first Disney movie I actually saw in the theater. And seeing this, I just felt like that little four or five year old. I don't know how old I was when this movie was re-released, but I felt like a kid again. I felt that magic, that Disney magic. I 
felt that in this and as we went through the trailer and you see all of the all of the characters you know all of the places you know i was just amazed and color me excited for pinocchio on disney plus so i'm looking forward to that and it also drops on september the 8th this which is now dubbed disney plus day so i'm here for that so it's going to be a very long weekend for me when it comes to watching thor 11 thunder as well as pinocchio and getting to our last short take one of the things i talked about a week or so ago was the people that are coming back due to triple h being in charge of the creative process and talent relations in wwe with the retirement of vince mcmahon and one of the people who i loved in nxt nxt was before they changed it was the only wrestling product uh, wwe wrestling excuse me professional major like big time network wrestling product because I still love the NWA and watch that religiously pretty much every week. But what it was was NXT. And what defined NXT was Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Cook and a bunch of others. But their story, their rivalry, but that, that was some of the best storytelling in wrestling I'd seen in the past couple years. Well, Johnny Gogano is back. Johnny Wrestling is back and he's on Raw. I can't wait. I I can't wait for the eventual storyline to bring Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano back either together or in each other's way. But they did a really good job of bringing back Gargano and having him immediately get into a feud with Austin Theory, his protege from the way. I love the storytelling. This, this is one of the things about wrestling, which I think was lacking primarily in WWE and lacking in AEW as well. That storytelling. I cannot express how as much as I enjoy wrestlers in AEW and some angles of AEW, there are a lot of stories that just kind of just go away. Characters that kind of just like, oh, they're here, they're there, oh, they were this anymore. Like, for instance, I know Daniel Bryan, excuse me, Bryan Danielson is still a member of the Blackpool Combat Club, but anytime I see them reference, anytime I see them, I don't see him with them. Like, there's inconsistent storytelling there uh, with that and how things just change and people just disappear and it's it's so weird to me how that booking is and how that long-term storytelling. Even, but you do have positive things like the house of black and how that storytelling is going how that's evolved but there's so many things that have just stopped and started with aw for me as a casual fan of aw it's hard to pay attention and that's how it was with wwe there's so many storylines that were just stopped and started and a lot of that was just due to the mass releases and they just cut people in the middle of storylines it was absolutely ridiculous but now not saying this is going to right that wrong but with johnny gargano back i am excited to watch the wwe product not just because of him but because all of the changes that have happened lately and also the consistent storytelling that's been happening even with dexter loomis dexter loomis came back again on raw kidnapped the miz Still don't know what happened to The Miz. I guess we'll get an explanation this week. But then Dexter shows up on NXT to reunite with his kayfabe wife, Indy Hartwell. And then he is he took that chance to be out in public 
and got arrested to see her and got arrested because of kidnapping the myth. That storytelling across a brand and that was coherent. I love that. And if Gargano coming back and all the others coming back is representative of coherent storytelling, then I'm all for it. All right, let's talk about the She-Hulk episode. Can somebody please explain to me the hate for this show? Can somebody please, please explain to me how people are talking about this feminist propaganda about a woman that turned into a green hulk they need to sit the fuck down okay i'm sorry that just angers me to, to know and i i understand certain arguments in real life but it's a tv show it's a tv show that's not real anywho again another episode that goes by way too fast i i absolutely i like this episode almost love this episode more than the opening episode i talked and i'll get to slight spoilers real quick so if you haven't watched the episode fast forward a couple minutes i love the fact that we get some sort of answers to the sakarian ship that showed up to cause the crash in episode one and you see bruce banner off into space on if not that ship a similar ship so if you know about the comics and sakar you know all about planet hulk and world war hulk so i hope we get something from that storyline materialized in the mcu based on what we saw i also love the connection with the abomination and that dynamic and showing that emil blonsky has changed and is not that bloodthirsty character that he was way back when in the incredible hulk movie i also oh i love the inside joke about the hulk talking about Emil Blonsky and how that was so long ago and then he's like I'm a totally different person now full well knowing that that was Edward Norton who played the Hulk and Bruce Banner now we have Mark Ruffalo it was such a, a cheeky tongue-in-cheek sort of moment with that I I giggled when that comment was made in the series but I really love that connection with Abomination and then going back to Shang-Chi or Shang-Chung I Somebody please tell me how it's pronounced correctly. I always feel like I'm saying. And how that now is going to present a problem as Jennifer Walters takes on the case of Emil Blonsky and parole. And I absolutely love it. I love the whole family dynamic, the dinner scene. And shout out to Mark Lynn Baker. Those of us that grew up in the 80s know that there was only one destination for TV. And that was TGI Friday. And what started TGI Friday was a little show by the name of Perfect Strength, with Balky Bartokamas leaving Mother Russia, a goat herder, to find his long-lost cousin Larry in America. And Larry was played by Mark Lynn Baker. So it was, it was very refreshing as a kid of the 80s, who grew up in the 80s, seeing him in this series, and that comedic timing is still on point. But also, he was such a great dad to Jennifer Walters in this this series or this episode as well i am i am all for sure i love between this series and really this series miss marvel and hawkeye there's such an emphasis on family i love it i absolutely love it and i think with a lot of the criticism that people are giving to these series and nitpicking and this and that i think they're missing out on a lot of the really important character and and dare i say moral aspects 
of the series and that She-Hulk so far is just only episode two. But between Hawkeye and Miss Marvel, I'm not even going to put in WandaVision because that's on some whole nother crazy batshit shit as far as family is concerned. Even Captain America and the Winter Soldier, I know Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but with Bucky's family, there is such an emphasis on family and how family looks different for everyone. But family is still there and very much an important part of your life i love that thread that they have and also family grounds you to the reality in this superhuman world of these characters i absolutely love that and i think that is a point that so many who criticize these shows even who praise these shows i think that's a point that they all miss i've, I've heard very few people talk about that aspect but she hulk was fun i expect nothing less for it to be fun considering it's like a, a sitcom is sort of thing and it definitely excels in that i'm looking forward to the series progressing i'm looking forward to the camels i'm looking forward to daredevil and how he is incorporated into this uh series so i am i'm looking forward to this i'm definitely really hopping on every thursday to watch this i just wish it was longer but that's my take on she hawk it's time to go back to the 24th century and in this case we're going back with lower decks when trekking out lower decks season three episode one now i will tell you i haven't watched any more of season one or season two since we last talked but i figured okay let me jump into season three because one i was excited for it based on a lot of the conversation and promos that i had seen for two the bellwether of good writing in any series especially for premiere even is allowing people who haven't watched the series before to still understand what's going on and to connect with what's going on without knowing any backstory anything else in that regard they did an excellent job with that we got a backstory of the crisis that had happened at the end of season two which resulted in that cliffhanger so now the captain is falsely accused of bombing some planet and the lower decks crew are out to try to find information to absolve her and if you've watched lower decks you, you know that these guys are not the um sharpest tacks in or sharpest knives in the drawer so it it's quite hilarious into or as to the lengths which they go especially with the resolution of the episode at the end but let me say this to you lower decks is certainly star trek through and through i absolutely love this as part of star trek it gives me my star trek fix and it's just such a fun show to watch watch there a bunch of easter eggs there was a reference to captain jellico admiral jellico in the series uh if you know uh, jellico was the one who took over the enterprise i feel like that was when picard was captured by the Cardassians. it's like there are two lights that three lights thing that that whole series i think that was that i don't remember exactly um and then there was a teaser at the end there was an episode and i f believe it was i think i want to say it's season four of next generation i'm not sure called cause and effect where they were trapped in this time loop with a another starship vessel that was like 75 years in the past like kirk's time and that captain i forget the captain's name but it was played by played by kelsey Grammer. well that captain was released and is now 75 years in the future 
he's still an active part of Starfleet based on this episode leading the team actually uh, got the results and information that freed the captain but it was such a, a great series it was such a, a great thing going to Bozeman Montana and seeing that they've changed that into this humongous first contact amusement park with rides in the upper atmosphere on a makeshift phoenix I love I love the easter eggs and nods to Star Trek lore that you see in this series so it was really good really cool and I am definitely watching season three weekly from here on out now let's get into our fragrance of the day and the fragrance of the day is one I'm surprised I hadn't talked about before and this is one that when it comes to cheapies that you can find for ten dollars and under I'll say 15 and under in this case because some places may vary this is one I would definitely say that you should put on your list especially if you're interested in rose fragrances this is one that will definitely pique your interest and it is named black is black and you can get a 100 ml bottle for about 10 bucks depending on where you go and you're going to find top notes of basil lemon and grapefruit heart notes of rose and jasmine and then base notes of musk vanilla and guyac wood this is a rose fragrance that i would definitely tell someone hey if you're interested in rose-based fragrances and you're not too sure, this is one to get. There's a mildness to it. It's not a floral sort of rose. It is a very, I want to say masculine-leaning French scent, but it is not something that a lady could not wear if they so chose to. I love how it's just a subtleness to the fragrance, but it has pretty good projection and longevity for the price. And it smells, it doesn't smell overly synthetic either, especially considering it's just about that $10 price point. The opening is really nice, a nice burst of citrus, not too strong or bright, but nice. And then that jasmine and rose in the middle really gives a nice fragrance, almost like a, a sweet sensualness with the rose and the jasmine. And then that really is typified by the musk and the vanilla and the guyac wood, especially that vanilla. Vanilla and you get the hints of that rose. It really makes a very nice fragrance. So that's my take on black is black by new parfums and again you can find it for 10 to 15 bucks it may be a little bit higher on amazon you know how amazon do at times but it is definitely one that one you shouldn't be paying any more than 20 dollars for and it is one that you will get every bang for your buck when it comes to the fragrance and today what i'm wearing is another cheapie this one is it's straight fire when it comes to its price and that is sea salt and fig from old navy it used to be under the kendrick goods banner i believe they repackaged it and it's a different branding but it is available for when i understand there was some debate not debate online questions online with some of my postings about the fragrance if it was still in production because many people haven't been able to find it but i was recently told that no it is a production it is just rebranded under a different name as far as it's not the kendrick goods logo or naming anymore but this is a fragrance which is i found really great for the spring and the summer obviously notes are sea salt and fig it is one it is a small little 30 ml bottle but it only runs you about 12 bucks it is an edp so it lasts all day on my skin 
and it is very unisex it has a nice aquatic sweet vibe with that sea salt and then fig it's definitely one that i think that you should get for your collection again it's only 12 dollars. i think when you're buying smaller bottles of fragrances for that kind of price it's really hard for you to miss or to regret paying for it or loving it or enjoying it unless it's just absolutely horrible which most of the cases a lot of these fragrances aren't horrible it may not suit you at first or at all but they aren't horrible but this is one i think that you will definitely enjoy for the price point but also just for the overall quality for the fragrance as well and so we're all out of fragrance and let's talk about well the end of the show be sure to check me out and brian saff on the nrw checkpoint every week over at nerds rule the world where we talk about all the newest releases in gaming like midnight fight express as i talked about earlier which dropped this week also be sure to check me out on social media on instagram and twitter at webster style also on instagram at sotoyo and geek and on tiktok at underscore webster style Make sure you drop by the website, websterstyle.com, for anything and everything in this websterstyle. And of course, drop me a line, drop me an email at info at websterstylemagazine.com. Again, thank you very much for listening. Thank you for your time. And remember, stay safe out there and be blessed. Now it was tree green Tuesday. Had to be Bowtie Thursday. Had to be. White Wednesday? Uh, I don't Well, I know last time... Well, I wore polka dot. You didn't wear... Oh, Miss Million, them heels killing them. But I'm sure it's a Thursday. Bowtie Thursday. Pasta cream in your heels looking sharp. They acting like you don't know the rules up in the workplace. Must I remind you it was till on your birthday. Don't get me wrong, I think we killed in the birthdays. And you picked the hell of fit for the church day. Let's say you picked the wrist game for it. Now you got the floor filled with bras that you purchase. Pick a color scheme that can match the very course. Cause no one man should have all that styling Take it off, clothes on the floor piling No one girl should fit it all in them jeans So take it off and let me see what's under them scenes Cause no one man should have all that styling Take it off, clothes on the floor piling No one girl should fit it all in them jeans So take it off and let me see what's under them scenes Let's see what it seems If it is what it seems Chicks be looking thick leggings, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't know. Take a hint, though. Don't try to get me at a moment. Comment, though. Smoking hot, rocking this pencil. Thin tie, hairline, looking like a stencil. Pimp, no lie, I'm sharper than a utensil. And stroke, mental, plain dang, homie. I was hoping we could walk out with that bang, bang, honey. See them plain James, honey. Them lame friends, honey. We tell it, fit it crazy like I think came on me. Hey, mommy. Look a lady, main thing. Fit popping like a main vein, running blood color lips, smashing with the hand clutch money, holding back, kind of funny. Can you tell me what's the price I got the range rover? Hang on me when we walking, looking Gucci like that thing sprayed on me. Walking with a lip like an ankle sprang on me. Yeah, I rocked the cardigan, she don't really want me because no one man should have all that style. Take it out, clothes on the floor, pass it. No one girl should fit it out in them jeans. So take it up and let me see what's under them scenes. No one man.
take it off. Clothes on the floor, pal. And the one girl should fit it all in them jeans. So take it off and let me see what's under them scenes. Oh, you want to? Oh, I completely read that wrong. <laughs>